today, God. Holy Spirit, we want to know what you want to say to our hearts, to our ears. We want to have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying, not what man says, not what fear says, not what the world's saying. Father God, we want to know what you're saying from your throne always, Father God, bringing us, separating us and bringing us together, Father God, separating unto togetherness, Father. We just thank you for that, Father. We thank you that we do have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church, Father God. We thank you that our ears will hear what you're saying, Father God, and the other ear will shut our ears to the voices that cause us to operate into, in fear, that cause us to see things that we're supposed to be ignoring. See, we can know something's happening, but we, we don't have to be focused on it. We don't have to be letting it torment us. We don't have to be letting that the things that are happening all around us Bring us to a place that, that we're tormented even. Today's message is called Ears to Hear. Ears to Hear. Because I got really stirred up a little while back. And because that's what these uh, end time uh, preachers and teachers and um, mavericks and they get their Facebooks and everything. How many of you know that fear attracts fear? Fear, people that are in fear, they attract other people that are in fear. People that fear want other people to fear with them. But we're not to fear. We're to be faithful ones. Living in faith. Knowing. Seeing. So let's break it down today. I got lots of scriptures, but I probably won't read it all. But I'm going to go through as the Spirit leads me. But I'm going to start with Matthew 11, 1 through 19. And it came to pass. Jesus had made an end to all his commitments. Commanding his disciples, he departed to teach and preach in their cities. Now John heard, and he was in prison, the works of Christ. He sent two of his disciples and said unto him, Art thou that should come, or do we look for another? Jesus answered and said unto them, Go and show John again those things which you do hear and see. He's saying, Go show John what you hear and see. Not what he's hearing and seeing. See, John was seeing and hearing the right thing at the right time. At the time when he was supposed to. When he had his eyes on Jesus. When he didn't start to think about his surroundings. See, right now he's in jail. Now he starts to think differently. He starts to, to, to see things differently. Then he starts to question his faith in Jesus. Starts to question, did I really, was he really the one I was following or leading my disciples to, or have I made a big mistake? Is this what's really going on? So John began to get his eyes on different things. So it's funny that Jesus says, answered and said unto them, go show John again those things which you do hear and see. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the leopards are cleansed, the deaf hear, and the dead are raised, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. Blessed is he who shall not be offended in me. And they departed. And Jesus began to say unto the multitude concerning John, What went you out in the wilderness to see? A reed shaken in the wind? In other words, shaken in the wind? I mean, that's very prophetic right there. A reed shaken in the wind. Like someone that's shaken with fear, trembling. But what you went out to see? A man clothed in soft brand? Behold, they that wear soft raiment are in king's houses. But 
What went you out to see? A prophet? Yea, I say unto you, and more than a prophet. For this is he whom is written, Behold, I will send my messenger. Now we know in the end times, the spirit of Elijah was on John the Baptist, and the spirit of Elijah will be the one that will be speaking for God. That is the Holy Spirit in us. Elijah didn't have, it was the spirit of the Lord that was with Elijah. And the spirit of the Lord will be with us. And the spirit of the Lord is the only spirit that we need to listen to and to be led by. For he whom is written, Behold, I will send my messenger before thy face, which will prepare the way before thee. Verily I say unto you, Among men that are born among women, there had not risen a greater than John the Baptist. Notwithstanding, he that is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than John. After Jesus, all of us that become his brother, that become his his receive his spirit and become born again, we are who he's speaking of, the king, kingdom ambassadors. So, from the days of John the Baptist till now the kingdom of heaven suffered violent, and the violent take it by force. For all the prophets and law prophesied until John. If you will receive it, this is, see, you got to receive it. You can receive another spirit. You can receive another message. You can receive another messenger. You can receive other voices, but not those that have ears to hear. See, now what the devil's doing now, and all over the media and everything, and all over Facebook and different things, is they're even using, telling those that have ears to hear that they don't have ears to hear because they don't want to hear what they have to say. So they're twisting it now, and they're bringing that and making... It, it, it's, it's getting so demonic because they're using the same words that Jesus is using, but it's not Jesus that's saying them. Because they're fear-based. And they're lot. They, may, they might even be true, but they're not from the spirit of truth. We're not to be focusing on anything but Christ and Him crucified and the power of the gospel. Everything they're preaching and teaching isn't setting people free. It's getting them in bondage. Anything that Jesus says will set us free. Everything that he does is to bring freedom to the captive. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to what? Bring fear to everybody? No. To heal the brokenhearted, set at liberty them that are, and to set the captives free. Isaiah prophesied it, and Jesus prophesied about himself, and his Spirit is here to prophesy the same thing to us now. So that's one thing, how you can know if it's from the spirit of, of truth or the spirit of error. And then he says, right here, For all the prophets of the law prophesied until John, and even receive it now, the lives which is for was for to come. He that has ears to hear, let him hear. There it is right there. He has ears. In other words, not everybody's going to understand and hear what he's saying. See, all those ones that are trying to bring another ear or another saying, they're not, we're not hearing them, but they hear something else, but they think we're supposed to hear what they want us to hear, but we don't hear because it's not from the spirit of truth. So those that, not everyone, all of us have these ears, but we don't all have the ears to hear because they're spiritual ears, only spiritual ears. Because other ears are itching ears, and our spiritual ears 
pitch for only the voice of, of, of the one crying in the wilderness. The voice of one. See, they heard John and they, John released them to Jesus and then they heard Jesus and now the Holy Spirit, we hear him. But, uh, but unto but unto you shall be like in this generation and be like the children sitting in the marketplace calling unto their fellows and saying, We have piped unto you and you have not danced. We have mourned unto you and you have not lamented. For John came neither eating and drinking and they say that he has a devil. And the Son of Man came eating and drinking and they say, Behold, a gluttonous, a wine-bibber, and a friend of publicans and sinners. But wisdom is justified of her children. Matthew thirteen seventy nine. Another thing Jesus was saying, we, we preached two weeks ago in Brazil about the ground. Some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprung up and choked them. But others fell on good ground and brought forth fruit. Some hundred, some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. Then he says, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. You have to have ears to hear, to hear. So now the devil is using the same saying to bring the doctrine of the devil, or to bring fear. fear. Scripture laced with fear. Leaven in the lump. There's no fear in love. Perfect love cast out fear, and God is love. So even if he tells us something, it's not going to bring us into fear. Never. It's always going to increase our faith. When we hear God, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing what? The word of God. So if you're hearing somebody and you're starting to get fear, it ain't the word of God. Doesn't even matter if it's scripture, because I can take the devil can take scripture from here and here and make something seem like it isn't, just because it is from the Bible. It's the spirit that brings life. The letter kills, right? So how the devil will come with fear, fear brings torment. So, and all through this message, I'm gonna say things because I don't want to say things because I don't want them to be caught on different things, but those that have ears here are going to know exactly what I'm saying and who I'm talking about without me even saying any names, without me saying any certain types of names, not even somebody's name, just words, without even certain types of words, because they have ears here. The other people are not going to know anything. They're like, what is this guy talking about? And they do it all the time. People that are religious that are bound by the letter, this and that, they're always like, they don't understand because they, they don't have ears to hear. But they don't, you have a multitude that are like, oh, this is exactly confirmation. Confir what's, what's, it's different. They all call themselves Christians. There's, there's a problem, right? It might be they're, they're not born again. Because we, we, we need to be born again to have ears to hear. Pharisees, Sadducees, they weren't born again, so they couldn't hear him. They couldn't see him, but he was right there. But they read him. They read him all the time, but they didn't see him or hear him. Oh, why? Because they didn't have ears to hear. Deuteronomy 29.4, Yet the Lord had given you a heart to perceive. Had not given you a heart to perceive. He's talking, this is prophesied in Deuteronomy. And eyes to see and ears to hear unto this day. And it still went unto the day that Jesus stood there in front of them. And many. Now, in this entire message, those that have ears to hear will understand. But others will not because they don't have the same ears as us. 
Many of the words the devil uses is the spirit of divination. The devil works through divination. And even tells you the truth sometimes. And brings divination. I can tell you something that's true. But it not, might not be coming from the spirit of truth. Then they're being used by the devil in the spirit of divination. And when he speaks from a, from a spiritual matter, but not from the spirit of God. Hidden agendas are divination, even if they are the truth. Let's look at the woman with this same spirit. Acts 16, 16 through 18. And it came to pass, as they went to prayer, and a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination. You don't think people can be vexed or possessed or have a spirit in the church that's having showing them things and preaching things and they think it's the truth? If you don't think that's true, then you got problems. Which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. Soothsaying is saying something in the spiritual realm. I should have looked that up, the, the, the definition of that, but soothsaying is basically witchcraft. It's, it's, it's um, sorcery. It's uh, black magic. It's fortune telling, palm reading, all that stuff. It's soothsaying. It's speaking things of the future past, words, knowledge, but they aren't coming from the spirit of truth. They're coming from their, someone's own spirit, their own agenda, or the devil. Period. The same followed Paul and us. And cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God. That was true, right? But it wasn't from the Spirit of Truth. First of all, she was distracting from the anointing, and that's what that Spirit will do all the time. When we're supposed to be focused on Jesus more than ever before, now we're looking at all the fear stuff, looking at the devil, at seeing the devil everywhere. We can know the devil's everywhere, but not even paying attention to him because he doesn't bother us can't be focused on the devil and be walking in faith. It said, and did many days, but Paul being grieved, because it was grieving, why? Because it wasn't coming from the Holy Spirit. Someone can be preaching right over there and me here, both yelling in two different ways, and it wouldn't bother you because it, it was the gospel, and, and, and God is moving to different people. But someone can, you can be preaching or doing something, you can pray for someone, and someone can be even in your group and doing something over on the left or the right, and you're starting to get grieved because it's not the Holy Spirit. Right. Happens all the time. It could be Jezebel. It could be a hidden agenda. People preach and teach and do things on the side because they're trying to draw people to themselves. Right. The Holy Spirit knows it in you. People do come on Facebook. It's like, see, and then and then you see one, two people, people that were getting on fire, and all of a sudden you see them on someone else's page getting sucked in to the spirit of divination, spirit of fear. Because all they do is talk about now this, the mark of this, the mark of that, the mark, the mark, the mark. When God's trying to talk about being set free, born again, delivered, healed, saved. Jesus never focused on the devil. He exposed them and went on with his day. You can't be exposing him all day and then be preaching Jesus all day. It's either one or the other. So 2% of the day should be focused on exposing something and the other 98 be on focusing on Jesus, preaching the word, preaching the gospel. 
It's a big difference, but people in the church don't even know the difference because why? Because they're being swarmed by this, these other spirits all around them. They're like the birds that we preached on last week coming and stealing this, the righteous seeds of God. So let's see. And this did she many days. I don't know what took Paul three days. He should have thrown her out the first day. But, you know, and he ended up in jail right after that. Maybe God didn't want him to do it the first couple days. And, and maybe those things that happened those other two days, and then finally the Holy Spirit grieved at that point. Religion was said, oh, she should have done it. Well, then what? Then he would have been thrown in that day. Maybe 200 people got saved in those other two days. See how religion will say what things be, but we know exactly what we do when the Holy Spirit grieves us, then we act. The same person could be around you all the time, and all of a sudden now they just grieve you. Because it's the Holy Spirit now showing you something. Talking to you. And things that are not exposed right away because God is in control. Not man, not religion, not opinions, and not even the letter. His Spirit guides us into all truth. The letter keeps us in line with the truth, but the Spirit guides us. Because we see it. Many people have the, the lamp, but the lamp got no oil in it. So they can't see anything. All it is is a, a lamp. They're holding up a lamp with no oil, and they're trying to walk. And they're like, look, I got my lamp. It's the Bible, Bible, Bible. They beat you up, but it's got no oil, so they really can't see. So they go wherever they want to go, wherever the lamp, the lamp leads them. And they're everywhere, but nowhere. See, those with the lamp, they're not going to even understand what I'm saying. Unless they got the oil. But those who have ears here understand what exactly what I said just now. And they already probably just saw a vision of it. Blinded by the letter would help you for that. So what is their agenda? So what, honestly, what was the agenda? The hidden agenda of this divination? Anybody know? Money. Money. They were using her, her demonic gift, to make, them, to make them money. And the devil will use Christians to make his agenda be more important than the agenda of Christ or the Holy Spirit. Verse 19, And her masters saw that their hope of their gains was gone, and they caught Paul and Silas and drew them to the marketplace and to the rulers, and brought them before the magistrates, saying, These men, being Jews, exceedingly trouble our city. Didn't bother them why the, they had their, their little pros, prostitute. I'm not saying she was prostituting her body, but she was their prostitute for, and that's what they do in the church today. Prostitute because they're doing it, what? For a hidden agenda for money. So that's a false prophet. I don't care how accurate they are, and that's what they're doing all the time. Come on, give me this much money, and I'll give you this, and God, I'll tell you the future. And they have a, a they have a, a prophet, so and so, so it makes them okay. No, it's a spirit of divination. The same, because there's a hidden agenda. Our agenda has to be setting people apart unto God, and that's what the if the prof, prophetic word sets you apart, brings you closer to God, not closer to man, and not closer to the lust of the flesh, not closer to the pride of life. Then it comes from God, probably. It's drawing you and making you a better person and less fleshful, it might come from God. 
And many of them might have started out coming from God, but they, the, the gain of money became the most important thing. So the hidden agenda, the agenda is always, our agenda must always be Christ. The agenda is Christ. The agenda is to help people, to see people saved. Those three agendas, then you'll be all right. The agenda is not about you, but about Christ. Then you're going to be in good shape. When your agenda starts to be something else, then spirits start to come in and get other, get a hold of your life and your heart and your mind. So they got thrown in jail for what? Helping the woman be free. Huh? Why? Because it wasn't about what she was doing to supposedly help people know their future, whatever she was doing. It was about their, them and, and the money they wanted to have. It was from the author of fear. The Spirit of God will not speak from a spirit of fear. He is the author and finisher of what? Faith. That's right. Hebrews 12, 1 through 2. Wherefore, seeing we are compassed about with a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin that does so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race set before us, looking unto the Antichrist. No. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of what? Fear? No. Our faith. Who, for the joy set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down on the right hand of God, hand of the throne of God. Author and finisher of our faith. Who is the author and finisher of our of fear? The devil. And I'm telling you this: he will speak the Antichrist agenda or another gospel, and it will be in the Bible because. The Bible exposes the devil, but it doesn't preach the devil. It preaches Christ continuously. It's, it's a, even the book of Revelations is not preaching about the Antichrist, but the spirit of fear has made it all about the Antichrist. But it's all about Christ and how he triumphs. But there's so much stuff that happens to the world and the things and all that that we focus on the fear part. So we can be afraid, so then what? We can end up wanting to save our life because of fear. It will teach and preach from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. We preach from the tree of life. Even in the book of Revelations, it's a revelation of Jesus Christ, not the Antichrist. 1 John 4, 17-18. Here herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is so are we in this world is he afraid of anything is he shaking on his throne is he worried about the mark of the beast coming out soon is he worried about this or that no he's got it all under control there is he said, boldness in the day of judgment, because he, 
Because as he is, so are we in the world. There is no fear in love. But perfect love casts out fear. Because fear has torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. First, know this. We will not be deceived because we are the elect. But if you're not the elect, you might be deceived. So if you're preaching Antichrist, you're not the elect. You're already deceived. But others will, and they will listen to the wrong, and with the wrong ears. So where is, our, where is our trust in? The Bible says, if God did not shorten the days, even the elect be deceived. But he's going to shorten it for us. For an example of the things we see and hear around us. Pharmakia is a substance or a chemical from the, Bab from the Babylon and cannot be the mark of the beast. It's not a chemical. It has to be a willing submission and a renouncing of one's faith. You can't be tricked into taking the mark of the beast because it's, it's going to be a choice of save your life and receive eternal life. It's, it's going to be, I choose Jesus, not the world. I choose Jesus, not the devil. It's not going to be a false Jesus that's, we're going to already see the false one because we know him so well. If you're going to be deceived, it's because you never knew him. Those that know him can't be deceived and then God's going to give them a spirit of boldness. We don't fear what the devil brings. We fear the Lord. And it makes us wise. Fear of the Lord is the beginning, the foundation of wisdom. It's not secondary wisdom. It is wisdom. Jesus never. He would have said very... So every... Every other lie, every other bondage is from the beast. Jesus never started to preach on fear or information, like doom and gloom, or this and that. We cannot afford to follow pride and fools who start to freak out because all the things that are coming to and they freak out because if you move the R after the A, you have freak. Fear. They're freaking out. <laughs> freaking out because fear makes you a freak. And it makes you crazy. And that's what the devil does because he's the author of being freaky. And we're to be faith faithful. Jesus never starts to preach about information. He preached about him and revelation and eternal life. Always. They're already exposed saying people who did this or that or have taken this or that have the mark of the beast. They're trying to find scripture to prove their point is divination. Because the mark of the beast isn't going to be some stinky thing. It's going to be very obvious. Very obvious. 
and what they take the world from you is going to want, want the temptation of not having things of this world are, is going to be the temptation of the devil to take it. It's not going to be trickery because you can't, it's not trickery. And just like you didn't get tricked into being saved, you have to know. Anybody trying to find scripture to prove their point of their own agenda is divination. It's not the gospel if it brings division, confusion, and fear. But the mark will be empowered by the seven mountains. That means all the seven mountains will be working together so from the beginning of time, the Antichrist spirit has been on the earth and many things have been a precursor since the beginning. He's been setting this up for... It was like, well, this is a pre it's been a precursor since the devil fell. He's been precursing things up to this day. It's not this or that. It's all these things coming together to bring deception over the whole earth. 1 John 2, 5-27. But he said, keep, keep this word... In him, verily, the love of God is perfected. See, the word, keeping it, brings perfection in love. Not words from the devil or choice to walk, even as he walked. Well, did Jesus ever have fear? Even when he didn't want to go to the cross, he didn't have fear. Because he knew who he was, he knew who he was going, he knew what his assignment was, and he knew, and he believed, and he had a relationship with his Father. So nothing in this world... And he faced the devil face to face, and the devil ran every time. And the Bible says if we resist, to resist the devil, he will flee. Well, if we start preaching for him, he's not going to flee. If we start lift, exalting him, he's not going to flee. If we exalt Jesus and preach the truth, he'll flee and stand in the truth. Brother, I write no new commandment unto you, but an old commandment which you had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which you have heard from the beginning. But remember, not everybody heard it. He's talking to what? Only us, not those that just read this. See, that's another problem. Everyone thinks as they read the Bible that they know the Bible. But the Bible's not a, a book. It's a person. It's a, it's, it's a spirit. It's Jesus. It's, it's God. And again, in the new commandment I write unto you, and is true... In him and in you. But it's got to be the in you, you. Not the in you that you think you are. But the in you that you really are. Because that's the problem. The devil's making many people think. And they're bound with fear. And then it's going to be the next conspiracy. And then the next one. Till finally the real one comes. And everybody already knows. And they don't have to shout it on the rooftop. Because it's clear. And when you see Satan sitting in the temple as he's God, then you know it's time to maybe start to not fear, but do the things that Jesus said to do after that point. Go into your secret place. Do these things. Go, no, no, don't be on the highways or, by, or on the rooftop. Go and find a place to be. 
So we know we have the pattern, we have everything here, but we have people that have their own revel uh, information from their own opinion or their own theories or their own what they think they the devil showed them preaching, exalting the devil. And they're even doing it on the news. And they're not even Christians. He that saith he is in the light and hated his brother is in darkness even to now. Those same ones, when you don't want to listen to them, they start to hate you. They start to want to stone you. They start to want to call you false. Or say that you're deceived. But they're the ones in fear. Perfect love casts out fear. So why am I seeing that God is love and I'm trusting in Him? How can I be in, in deceived? He that loves his brother abides in the light and there is no occasion of stumbling in him. But he that hates his brother is in darkness and walks in darkness and knoweth not where he's going because that darkness has blinded his eyes. I write unto you, it's got, you got to be you, it can't be just anyone that's reading this again, little children, because your sins are forgiven, you, sins are forgiven you for, for his name's sake, I write unto you, fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning, I write unto you, young men, because you have overcome the wicked one, you're not working with the wicked one. You're not preaching the wicked one. You've overcome the wicked one. I write unto you, little children, because you have known the Father. I've written unto you, fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning. I've written unto you, young men, because you are strong and the word of God abides in you. So Christ is in you. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And you have overcome the wicked one. Love not the world, nor the things of the world. And if any man loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. And what will be in him? If you love the world, and the love of the Father is not in you, what will be in you? Fear. The Antichrist will be in you, whether you like it or not. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but of the world. The world will pass away, and the lust will pass away. But he that doeth the will of God abides forever. Little children, it is the last time. Oh, 2,000 years ago. Okay. The last time. And as you have heard that the Antichrist shall come, even now there are many Antichrists. Why? Because they're all around us if they're not in Christ. They're Antichrist. And they're planted in the church as well. Whereby you know that is in, that is, it is the last time. They went out from us, but they were not of us. If they had been of us, they would not, they would no doubt have continued with us. What? In faith. What are we continuing? Faith. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. But, see, if fear takes you out, you're not of the Father. You can't be the children of faith and a, and a follower of fear. But you have an unction from the Holy One, and you know all things. Oh, that's prideful right there. 
You know, when you tell him, I don't need to know that, I know. What do you mean you know all things? Well, that's what he said. I, I know all things he needs me to know. How about that? I know all things I need to know because I'm his sheep. And he's guiding me, not your fear, not the newspaper, not the TV. Because I know the truth, because you know it, and that no lie is in the truth. No lie is in the truth. But a lot of liars speak the truth. Oh, that's good. You, you're gonna get There's no lie in the truth, but a lot of liars speak truth. And that's the truth. Who is a liar? He that denies Jesus Christ. He that denies faith. He that wants to preach truth. He's a liar. I mean, sorry. He that wants to preach fear is a liar. He is an antichrist. I'm going to preach what's in me. People are going to begin to start preaching what's in them. Right now, we have a very popular thing. That's your truth. No. Hear it all the time. That's her truth. Everyone's got their own truth now. Oh, is that how it's going to be? But that's not how he says there's only one truth. There's only one way. There's only one gospel. There's only one father of faith. There's only one doctrine of Jesus Christ. They can all have their own truth, but it ain't the truth. But we have the truth. And the truth will set us free. That's her truth. That's the whole thing. That's what the says. They'll turn truth into lies and lies into truth. And that's what's happening. But they will deny they are an antichrist, so they have all other gods and truth. But they will deny the truth in you. And when you say, when you say some of that's, I see that too, but it's not important. I'm not going to, faith doesn't freak out. Love is patient. Love is kind. God is love. God is faith. God is truth. Patient is kind. Does not push its own agenda. Doesn't have hidden agendas. Love doesn't have hidden agendas. The Antichrist spirit certainly does. The world certainly does. The one, the, 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 those people that were using the woman, the damsel, and just divination, had a hidden agenda. And when their agenda was exposed, they got very mad and they retaliated. And when these demonic oppressors, fear mongers are exposed, they're going to start attacking the same ones that they say that are of the brotherhood. And fear is a spirit too. And spirits cling together. So let's see it right here. For they went out from us, but they were not of us. If they would continue with us, see at the end there's only going to be a remnant. You're going to need a remnant that doesn't bow the knee to bell. You're going to bow your knee to Christ, or you're going to bow your knee to bell at the end. That's it. We bowed our knee to Christ already. We're going to bow to Him in the end, and we're going to have and let no man take our crown. But you have an unction from the Holy One, and you know all things. I have not written unto you because you know not the truth.
because you know not the truth, but because you know it. You've got to be confident in that. So when they speak something that is true, but not of the truth, we don't listen to them, and they get very angry because they want to build their, their fear base. And many people that begin to fear begin to see the same thing. And that no lie is in the truth. Who is a liar? He that denies the truth. Because who is the truth? Jesus Christ. Who denies Jesus Christ? He is an antichrist. Who denies the Father and the Son? Whosoever denies the Son, the same has not the Father. So when they deny you, and you know all things, not in that fashion that we know all things, but we know all things that, that we need to know. Because he said it. That he has not the Father, he has he that acknowledges the Son has the Father also. Let therefore abide in you which you have heard from the beginning, and which you have heard from the beginning shall remain in you. You also shall continue in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that he has promised us even eternal life. These things I have written unto you concerning them that seduce you. This is written right now for what's going on right now all over media and everything. Back then, they were prophesying of what's going on right now, really, because they thought they were there. But, man, you had to get someone really... There was no media, no cell phones, no computers, no TVs. I mean, someone had to literally, like, get in the midst of the church and start trying to talk to someone or meet them at the corner market and take their time. But right now, it's all over the place. Them concerning them that seduce you. Not seduce you. Seduce you to listen to them. But the anointing which you have received of him abideth in you, and you need not any man teach you. They're trying to teach everybody. Look, look, look. This, what are you talking about? It's not that men don't teach, because we know they have five full ministers, apostles, prophets, evangelists, prostitutes. But it's not the man that's teaching. See, that's a very... They'll all try to use the same thing too, all the mavericks. But but the thing is, the man's not teaching us this is the Holy Spirit. See, the, then right there is a, a key time. That's man's wisdom. That doesn't bear witness. It's not the Holy The Holy Spirit's not feeding me my Holy Spirit. There's no, there's no spiritual connection. There's no I'm I'm connected to faith. I can't connect to your fear. I'm connected to the truth. The spirit of truth's in me. And then I'm hearing the spirit of truth in somebody else. Or iron sharpens is one man. As iron sharpens iron is one man sharpens another. Fear and faith don't mix. It's like oil and water. But the anointing that bides in you, need not any man teach you, saying man teach you, but the anointing that's abiding in you will teach you and teach one another. But the same anointing teaches you all things and, and is truth and in is no lie. Is truth and is no lie. No lie. And even as it has taught you, you shall abide in him. It will not have, it will be enforced by the mark of the beast, it will be enforced by the Antichrist himself. Not just the spirit that's precursoring the thing, it'll be the Antichrist himself that will enforce the mark of the beast. 
And if you do not receive it, you will be not able to function in society, period. It will, it will already be in man's heart and mind at, and in the right hand of fellowship already with the devil. If someone takes any form of medicine or antidote, that does not disqualify them from being saved. Not to believe you're saved has to be a choice. Because being saved is a choice. This would mean that 70% of the population cannot be saved if these liars were found to be true. So how in the world would people still being saved and healed this day and they've been tricked into taking something out of fear? Not a direct bowing down or making a covenant with the Antichrist. Their mouths must be stopped. Their fear-mongering, false prophet, fruitless, self-righteous, twice-plucked up, preaching an Antichrist gospel. Then saying it's from God is divination. Time for exposing of the spirit of divination. Titus 1, 10-12. For there are many unruly vain talkers and deceivers, especially they of the circumcision, means them in the house of God, whose mouths must be stopped to subvert whole houses, teaching things they ought not to teach. And one of themselves, even called prophet of their own, said, these, because I'm going to bring it modern day, these are liars, evil beasts, and slow bellies. Spirit of fear, Versus the spirit of love. Love and fear cannot have the room together. One is going to take over the room. One is going to take over the atmosphere. They, they don't abide together. One will take over. We have to have a takeover of faith. And that's why when you get around, either you'll give into that fear and you'll start fearing too. That means that spirit took over. That means you open the door to it, you let it, you start committing. Then you start to meditate. Meditate. How many things you heard something and like three hours later you start meditating on it, you don't even know why. And then all of a sudden, you just thought you ignored it. And then all of a sudden now you're starting to be afraid. And you weren't afraid until you heard that something. And now you heard that something and then you weren't afraid right away. Then all of a sudden later you just started thinking about it again and now you're meditating on it. Now God's plans and this and now you're starting to change everything. Now we can't do this and... This is going to happen. How are we going to do this? And, and then all of a sudden you're sitting there and you're, you're, in a, you're, you're frozen. You're frozen. Your future's gone. Your hope is gone. You're you're, now you're trusting in yourself. And now you're going to start doing things in your own power to try to, to feed the fear, to, to help the fear, to, 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 well, we're going to have no food. I'm going to start storing up. Oh, I'm not going to be able to buy clothes. So I'm going to have to get a lot of clothes. Oh, I'm going to have to plant a garden. I'm going to have to do this. Cause, and knowing that God will always supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. As he said it, he didn't give a time to stop having faith. He never gave a dot to the sentence. He never preached Matthew uh, chapter um, 6 or Luke chapter 12 
and say, but, you know, right before I come, this doesn't count. This doesn't, this is not my, don't believe this anymore. No, that's another spirit. We might be just doing things led by the spirit just because God's having us do them. And we're still in faith and don't even know why we're doing them. There's things I've been doing, I don't even know why I'm doing them. I'm just doing them and I have joy doing it and he's leading me to do it. But I'm just doing them and we're going on doing our daily day. There's nothing being done out of con compulsion, fear, or out of desperation. We're just doing that. Some people began to start to be a farmer and they got many farms right now. And they're like, I don't know why I started doing this my whole life. But... And then God's going to convert them and they're going to feed many churches. Who knows? It doesn't matter. They're not doing things out of fear. They're doing things out of life. Out of life. Everything I do is out of life. I'm not going to tell you about preach this and this and that. The devil's what the devil wants to do because the devil wants you to fear everything that's coming on the earth. He says, will you let the things coming on the earth? Do not let fear overtake you. Meditating, looking at the things that are coming on the earth. Jesus said, you have little faith when the storm came in the boat because he was with them. See, if, you, all you're, if you're looking for the devil, you're not going to see Jesus with you. Spirit of fear versus spirit of love. The spirit of truth will not preach the law nor bring separation apart from love to fear. Not all truth is from the spirit of truth. Even Satan can tell the truth and make one believe a lie. These prophets are doom and gloom, false knowledge, and false Jesus. Their mouths must be stopped. They have crept in the house, your ears via social media, messenger, and they, do, they are not prophets of God, but they are soothsayers of knowledge with some truth, but not from the spirit of truth. Spirit of truth does not push modern day knowledge or fear or powerless words. Not all truth proceeds from the spirit of truth. It must be anointed if it comes from God. I don't care if it's one word. Loose! Well, if it comes from God, the anointing is going to set the person free. Oh Lord, deliver them, Lord. Nothing's going to happen. Because God doesn't beg himself to do things. He just doesn't. And when you start operating in the authority of the kingdom of heaven, it's not you any longer but him. And with all boldness, they what? Preach the gospel. What do they pray in the book of Acts? With all boldness, that may, Lord, stretch forth your hand. As I preach the gospel, you're moving because I'm saying what you're doing. And I'm doing what you're saying. I'm saying what you're doing, and I'm doing what you're saying, and I'm saying what you said, and you're following up. So that's where the gifts come, and the words of knowledge, and the things that we do, he moves. Unless it's divination, and then nothing happens. Someone can tell someone all about their future, their past, because the devil was there, and get them to have hope 
in a future that the devil's bringing out of witchcraft. That's a gift of the devil. It's not only a gift of the devil, it's just somebody that's been very gifted to listen to the devil. We need to get gifted to listen to the Holy Spirit. Oh, what a gift. No, it's not a gift. They just learn how to listen to the devil. Well, we need to stop listen, stop being gifted and listening to the devil. Listen to the Holy Spirit as a gift. Oh, your grandma, she loved the color purple. Oh, I know. Purple. Oh, your grandma, what was that perfume she... And give them the name of the perfume. Oh, wow. You, you are. You are very gifted. You hear from another realm. Yeah, it's the devil. The devil. And then they'll bring fear in your life. And then what? I'll start telling them, yes, I see blessing all around you, and you're going to do this, and I see you moving to the country or something. All of a sudden, you're just following a soothsayer. And you're 10 states away from where you're supposed to be, and you're living in fear, and you don't know what you've done. There's Christians every day. The same woman comes to me all the time. Oh, I'm not going to get into it. The same thing over and over. What does Jesus look like? It looks like the word. And she sends me all these pictures. I'm like, what is going on? Every other month. She's tormented because she started listening to other spirits. It must be anointed if it comes from God. They'll even know. They don't even know what's anointed because they're, look, they're looking for eternal life on paper. John 5, 38 through 40, and you have not, you have not his word abiding in you, for whom he had, had sent him, you believe not. See, so you're trying to tell them, no, that's, they don't believe you, because they're not from him. This division that's going on is, is, is because they're not, they, if they were of you, they would be still with you. Search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life. That's what the Bereans do. They think every Berean has eternal life because they're so always looking at the scriptures. Every religious Christian always tries to bring up the Berean. I'm like a Berean. Oh, so what? It's because Paul said that, didn't he? They said they, it was good that they did that. Didn't say it was better than the oracles of Jesus himself. I'd rather hear the Holy Spirit Oracle screaming in my ear than reading dead letter all day long. They worship the dead because they're dead. Same spirits abide with, hang around. The dead bury the dead, right? That's why Jesus rebuked them. Search the scriptures for them and you think you have eternal life. They are them that testify of me. And he which will not come to me that you might have life. John 17, 2, 4. As thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. And this is eternal life. This is life eternal. What is it? That they might know the only true God and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. That's eternal life. To know him. 
I don't know you because you don't know him. I don't know that because that's not from him. Oh, you're deceived. You don't have ears to hear. Oh, okay. I have glorified thee on the earth, and I have finished the work which thou hast given me to do. John 6, 54. Whosoever reads the newspaper, whosoever watches the news, whosoever fears has eternal life? No. It says this, whosoever eats my flesh, drinks my blood, has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. I don't want to hear your fear. I want to hear the word. Using the Bible to bring fear to anyone is divination. The spirit of truth is bearing witness to the way, the truth, and the life. And is always testifying of Jesus. The spirit speaks to the church and brings faith and truth, conviction, and good news. Let's see where it says and what it says. Every time it says that, let's see what... They're trying to use that, but then they say all these other things. Every time that Jesus said, or an angel said, or anyone said, from the Spirit of God, those that have ears to hear, hear what the Spirit is saying, wasn't about fear. It was about separation. It was about holiness. It was about leaving your first love. It was about eating other teachings. And it was never about fear. So they want to add their own little scripture and say that it's you, but it's them. The false ones are bringing much trickery because they are saying only those who have ears to hear will hear. So when you don't hear them, they say that, that we don't have ears to hear. And you say, thank you, because we have his ears. So, so interesting that those moving in the anointing and power and truth are ignoring these antichrist preachers because they cannot get your ears. They get angry. They claim some are not listening because they are deceived or they are asleep. But no, we're wide awake in faith. No, we are casting down all fake news, all false teachers, and divination because we only have ears to hear the Holy Spirit. Those in fear feed off one another. Fear sells. Fear gathers. Fear makes people say and act very impulsive and rude. Love is not rude, right? Fear loves company. But we are really watching for Jesus, not the devil. It clearly says, when the Antichrist comes, we will see him as he is. It says it. We don't have to look for it. We will see him as he is. It's promised. And we, he, it will not be sneaky. He will not be in disguise. It will be clear as day. He will sit in the temple as he is. To be worshipped. Without even using... All the words of modern day chaos, the epistles will only be understood by those who have ears to hear for real. 
The voice of a stranger we will not follow. They will follow their own agenda, not God. The world can have all the fact checkers they want. I am a truth checker. You can have all your fact checkers. Because they think that Jesus is a liar anyway. Their, their facts never override our truth. This is what always follows when the Bible says, those who have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Heart, conviction, separation, and it's always personal. The Holy Spirit is always dealing with these four things. Your heart, you, not everybody else around you, it's you, personal. That's what I mean, personal. When the Holy Spirit is anointing, it's not about everyone in the room. It's about you, even though God's talking about it to everybody in the room. It's always personal. It's none of your business when God's dealing with someone next to you. It's you. Spirit appears to everybody. Look, everybody. The crowd, look at that one thing. The Holy Spirit is speaking, and it's like a machine gun, and everything is Him. How? You might have walked out away from Him. It's all about you coming back to Him. It's separating you back to Him. When I say separations, it's off that crap of fear, off the crap of the world, off the false teachings. It's always about the heart. Let's get a little taste of it, because this is the only place He said it. So these false heretics want to sit there and use liners out to bring more deception to, to baby Christians, because they've heard that before. Oh, I want to have ears to hear. You're so spiritual. You fear monger, devil. And then all of a sudden they're pulling people into their den of fear. The Holy Spirit is always dealing with those things and always dealing with our heart. That's what he does. He circumcises our heart constantly. That's what he does. He is the word of God. What is a sword? Is to discern the right from wrong. It's a discerner of all things. It is. It cuts... Um, um, the word of God cuts the bone and the marrow means it cuts, it brings us back unto the truth. Revelation 2, 7, then I got tired of paraphrasing and I'll go into just reading, but I'll try to go through. He that has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. He that overcomes, what? The devil. He's not going to be preaching the devil. There's it right there, proof. He that overcomes will get to eat from the tree of life which is in the midst of the paradise of God. Nevertheless, verse 4, Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee. See, this is what he said about the same thing. You have left your first love. So what is those that ears hear? Getting you to go back to your first love. Those are the ears you'll hear. And hear him to go back to your first love. Remember from you where you have fallen... And repent. So, this voice is going to get you to repent. You're going to have ears to hear to, to be able to repent. Remember there you fall and repent and do thy first works. It's going to get you to go back to do what you were supposed to be doing, which is obeying Him and Jesus. Ears to see, hear what, what the, the Antichrist is doing on the earth today. Verse 17. In chapter 2. He that is here is to hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. He that overcomes what? The Antichrist. Fear. 
<laughs> it overcomes fear through faith. Basically what he's saying. I'll give you to eat the hidden man in which I'll give him a white stone and the stone a new name written on which no man knoweth saving he that receives it. No man knows it but he that receives it. So you'll know it if you receive it. But until you receive it you don't really know it. If we have it we see it and we hear it. It was about committing fornication. Another one was Jezebel. So false teachings. Spirit of Jezebel. Seduce, seducing spirits in the church. The seducing spirits are now saying, you have to have ears to hear the seducing spirit. It's like, either we're in, it's like, it's very clear. Now, the, the, a seducing spirit will say the same things that the Holy Spirit will say, but it will bring you into confusion and fear. I'll give him the morning star. He that have ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the church. Exposes the false and brings you back to faith. Always bringing you back to faith. Jesus, when he opened his mouth, everybody brought them back to faith. Hey, you of little faith, don't you know who? Oh, yeah, that's right. I don't have to worry about anything. Jesus is in the boat. Not, look over there, there's a shark coming. If you have ears to hear, oh, the shark's coming, it's going to eat you up. Jesus said, no, you of little faith, I'm here. Nothing's going to eat you up. Big difference. Oh, look, there's a storm coming. We're going to die. We don't have hurricane insurance. No, but you have me. And if you die, you have eternal life. No fear. Big difference. So without paraphrasing, I'm just going to read the uh, chapter 3. I paraphrase chapter 2. Until the angels Sardis and seven churches and seven stars, I know the worst patient of you. You live it, that you have a name that you're live, but you're dead. So what? The spirit of truth, ears to hear is going to bring you life. <laughs> if you have ears to this, I'm going to get you back to life. <laughs> it's always the same thing. Be watchful, strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die. For I have not found that works perfect. Well, and what it's going to do? It's going to get you back to the perfect your works to be better. Remember, therefore, what you have. What you have, thou has received and heard, hold fast and repent. If thou therefore thou shall not watch, I will come as a thief. And so what? You better keep your eyes on him, because he'll. Come. If you got your eyes on something else here, he's gonna come as a thief in the night. But if you got your eyes on him, he doesn't come as a thief in the night. And thou shalt know, and thou shalt not know what hour I will come upon thee. That's if you don't watch. Thou hast a few names, even left them, that have not defiled their garments, and shall walk with me in white, for they are worthy. He, again it comes, overcomes fear. The same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life. But I will confess him, his name, before my Father and his angels. He that has ears to hear, hear what the Spirit says unto the church. What? Continuously saying about overcoming the world, not focusing on the world, eating the bread, eating eternal life, eating his flesh, drinking his blood, all the time. It's the same thing over and over. So when someone tries to say on Facebook something, you have ears to hear, and then you're not hearing it, it's like, no, that's divination. 
That's witchcraft. They have an agenda to get you to follow the fear or to focus on what they're focusing on or some super teaching that you're not, you're not supposed to eat. He that hears, hears, hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. There's a Spirit, but it's not the Spirit. Because this is capital right here. And their Spirit is not. Their Spirit is little. Our Spirit is big. Now what the Spirit of God is saying to the churches. And to the angels of the church of Philadelphia. Right? These things that you know that is true. And you have the key of David. He that openeth, no man can shut. The key of faith. The key of David the key of faith. You have the key, and no man shutteth. And, and he that openeth, that no man can shut. And he that shutteth, no man can open. I know thy works. Behold, I set thee before thee an open door, that no man can shut. For thou hast a little strength, and hast kept my word, not the words of the Antichrist, not the doctrines of devils, and has not denied my name, and has not exalted the spirit of fear. And has not preached the Antichrist. Go on and on and on. Behold, I will make them that do this, them that are the synagogue of Satan, because that's the synagogue of Satan. If I'm preaching Satan all the time, if I'm preaching fear all the time, I'm the synagogue of Satan. How about make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews, or say they are Christians, or say they are of us, and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them Come and worship before thy feet, and to know that I have loved thee. They're going to know who's of the faith and who's not of the faith. And they're going to come. Because thou hast kept my word, my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour. I will keep thee from the hour of temptation. Because you've kept my word. Who is the word? You've kept me. You've focused on me. You've been eating my drinking my blood, eating my flesh. Not focusing on the Antichrist or the mark of the beast. I will keep you from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon the whole world, that try them that dwell upon the earth. Behold, I come quickly. Hold fast, which thou hast, let no man take thy crown. He didn't say, let no man, so let no fear take your crown of faith. Take your crown of glory. Take your crown that Jesus gives us. King of kings and Lord of lords. So for kings, he's the big king. And we're kings in him. King of kings and Lord of lords. And that's what you see what he's talking about. That's blasphemy. No, we throw our crowns back at his feet because we say, we're not worthy, you were worthy of it. Thank you for the crown, but I don't deserve this. You deserve all the glory. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Not the devil. Stop glorifying the devil. Stop glorifying the Antichrist spirit, stop glorifying all the things. We see it. We see it too. But we see you too. And that's not of our Father. And that's not of the kingdom of God. I'm tired of you pulling out baby sheep and making them little fear, fear mongers and seeing every demon under every rock. The only demon they don't see is the one standing in front of them deceiving them. And he that overcomes, I'll make him a pillar in the temple of God. And he shall go no more out. And I'll write upon him my name of my God and the name of the city of my God, which is the new Jerusalem that cometh down from heaven, from my God. And I will write upon him a new name. And he that has ears, hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. And to the angel of Macedonia, I write these things. 
I know that works, and I neither cotton nor hot nor gross. So what is what is this spirit that I have ears? The spirit's gonna make you hot. If you're cold, if you're lukewarm, it's gonna make you hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm, neither cold nor hot, I'll spew thee out of my mouth. Because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods, and have need of nothing, and knoweth not that you are wretched and miserable, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel thee to buy fear. No. I counsel thee to buy gold, tried in the fire, tried in faith. Right? If you go back to James, you're not, what is more precious than your faith? Um, the trying of your faith is more precious than gold. I counsel thee to buy that gold, tried in fire, that you may know, mayest be rich in white raiment, and may be clothed, and the shame of thy nakedness does not appear, and anoint thy eyes with eyes saw, that you may what? See. Those that have ears to hear and eyes to see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. So what is he going to do? He's going to rebuke them to get them back in faith. Therefore, and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice, and we just see all the things that he does, he brings us back to faith. And an open door, I will come into him and sup with him, and him with me. To him that overcomes, I will grant him to sit with me on my throne, even as I also overcome and set down with my Father on his throne. He that has ears, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. That's the only time in the Bible it says, He that has, I went over them all here, was nothing about fear, nothing about the Antichrist, nothing about the book of Revelations, except that part in the book of Revelations. So, Father, we thank you that we will not walk in fear. We will not listen to fear. We will not be fear mongers. And we will not be the children of fear, but the children of light. Our lamps will be shining bright. We will be burning and shining ones, leaning on our beloved, coming out of the wilderness in the spirit of truth, not in the spirit of error. Father, we ask you to show every false voice, cast down all imaginations, all vain, repetitious fear mongers, Father God. We just ask for you to inject us with supernatural faith today. That we'll walk and give you glory. We will glory you in faith. And we will not glorify the devil in fear. Perfect love cast out fear. We just ask you to baptize us in your love. Baptize us in your blood. Baptize us in your power. Father we thank you that there is no fear in love. And perfect love cast out fear. So right now we eat from your table of love. We're having a love feast today, God, that we're injected with fear by your word. We eat your flesh and drink your blood, and that's where eternal life is. We're not going to worry about this life. We'll lose this life to gain eternal life. We thank you, Father God, this world has nothing for us. We love not the world nor the things that are in the world, that, because your love is inside of us. In Jesus' name, amen.